When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey man, where's the scene at? That's right, it's right over here. <laughs> Come on in, it's a speakeasy. Whatever you say, cool cat. Ooh, smoky, funky, provocative. Who's that man on the stage? I think you're setting up the challenge, Adam. I am, I am, it's a poet. Don't you know it? Hey, Andrew's not here for the cold open. He's sick, and we hope he's gonna die. That's right. What to do for? What to do for? You're feeling untethered. You're feeling unmoored. You're alienated from your friends and loved ones. You're adrift. You're at sea and you're searching for a home. Well, guess what? You found it. This is the Grolic Saves the World. My name's Adam Caton Holland. I'm Ben Roy. And I'm Andrew Orvidal. Welcome to Riff City. Well, bud, and thank you so much for just calling out every incel to come and listen. To our I podcast. will take listeners. I don't discriminate. It's butts in seats, okay? I just, I, wherever you come from, however wayward you are, are you this a jaded mechanical engineer? <laughs> Adam's out there with the incel uh, hunting call thing that sounds like oh, no, a, he's got an, an anime inc- orgasm. <laughs> no, he's got an incellular phone plan that only that allows him to just connect. I love that you two are so deep in the internet. You think that only incels feel untethered and unmoored. <laughs> Everyone can feel adrift in life. To be honest, I thought you were taking a shot at me in that intro, and <laughs> I didn't appreciate it. <laughs> and as I said in the intro, this is your home, Andrew. Welcome. We accept you buddy thank you thank you a little bird told me you have a challenge i have a challenge enough with this little bird you it was me and i don't appreciate that nickname i told you i had a challenge a little bird (laughs) the nickname and speaking about me in the third person it's it's demeaning uh it's me little bird's cage open and he's flapping around the apartment isn't he (laughs) how angry is this finch today ben (laughs) i know the ginch finch (laughs) Okay, I wish that hadn't happened. Andrew? (laughs) No, I'm glad that Ben said that. I'm glad that Ben teased us with that little rhyme because my challenge for you all today was actually, and I'm kind of loath to admit it, it was inspired by you, Adam. Adam recently wrote a poem and had it published and I read it and I enjoyed it and I was like, wow, this is cool. And then Adam also told us, he woke up with the poem fully formed in his head, like a prophet from the Old Testament. Adam is waking up ready to etch a stone tablet with a poem. Uh, he just woke up and he had the poem. Is that true, Adam? I mean, yeah, kind of, man. I uh, Well, first of all, thank you. And yeah, dude, I, I, there was an eclipse at 4 a.m. and I got up to it was on my son's birthday and I got up to I was thinking I'd wake him up to see this eclipse on his birthday. I mean, that's a pretty rare thing. And then I. I went out and it was too cloudy to see it. But then for a moment, I saw it 
and then it disappeared. Okay, again. you're so recapping I, the poem for us. So I didn't wake a, him up in a non-poem yeah. way. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't wake him up. But that whole experience of waking up, kind of seeing an eclipse, it was very poetic. And I went back to sleep for a couple hours, and I woke up and and had a sort of poetic nice. way to share it in my head. Well, I enjoyed it, and I, I have some other friends in the comedy world who also uh, write poems, uh, like Tony Sam, Jeff Stonic. So I decided, let's do a poetry challenge. I appreciate that I didn't make that list, Andrew, and that means a lot of your You're friends. You're a lyricist, are, Ben. That's they're the same the fucking different. thing. And, that, so and this is this is. I already don't like this challenge. <laughs> wow, I already don't like this challenge because Andrew is arguing semantics. Lyrics, and I think that the dog. Lyrics. Tree of poetry. Okay, sure. <laughs> you fucking asshole. Us, 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 if us, your skin was any thinner, Ben, we'd see your organs right now. You can't handle a compliment to me. You've got to just chime in. You feel you threatened. Unreal, buddy. I can see what Ben's saying. I can see what he, Ben's he saying. He sees what I'm saying. You shut your mouth. You shut, you shut your mouth, okay? Adam, you shut it. All right, 80% is good enough, Walt Whitman. <laughs> It's, 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 I've, I've, I've written more songs than that song. I wrote another. I wrote one other for spells. I, I totally agree that lyrics are poems. I don't see a difference at okay, all. Okay, well, then, then thank I, you. I'm thank not you. the one. You're, you're on the attack. I'm on your side here, buddy. You're not. You're not, you're not on my side. You're not on my side. I saw. I saw the look in your eyes. Wow. I We've saw got a you very cagey paranoid Ben, which is great for poetry. Ben, I'm going to want you to use this while you're up all night looking furtively out the windows. Who is that out there under that streetlight? Take it to the notepad, bud. Okay. We're going to do a poetry challenge. We're going to write poems of our own. And to maybe make it a little more dynamic, we're going to give each other the subjects, the prompts to Ooh, write those poems. I like this. Yeah, a little secret Santa of inspiration. Yeah, I love it. I mean, that poem I wrote, I haven't written a poem in 20 years. I used to write poems in college because I was insufferable. And I would write them in, in <laughs> middle school. Uh, can I tell you guys a quick poetry anecdote for my foray into poetry? Sure. Normally I'd say no, but I have to for the sake of the podcast. There was yes. a literary magazine at my middle school and it was just poems. And it was like the thing. It was it was a, a people you had to write poems in the English class. Everybody had to submit, but whatever it was, they were the selected ones. And so I wanted to get a poem in that in that literary magazine when I was like in fifth grade. And so I wrote a poem and then I stole the ending of a poem that was read on Charles in Charge from an episode of Charles in Charge. <laughs> and it was like Mr. Powell, the grandfather, had some friend died and he like read a poem about it. And I thought it was fucking beautiful. And I stole like the last two stanzas of this Charles in Charge poem, popped it into my poem. And my fucking teacher was floored. Everyone was, they were like, this is the best fucking poem. And they published it in like a prominent spot. I read it on stage. I got to be the the editor of that magazine the next year off of my plagiarism from Did Charles they ever find out no that one, you no one ever found out and wow. it was like the, the final line was like it was about two boats and it was like if I sail away from you it doesn't mean the river ends it only means the river bends and they were just like <laughs> this, they were like this fifth grade this, this 12 year old ACH I is, think you is told just that story the narrators oh my god dude yeah, you're, literally your whole career is built career. on a hill of dog shit dude that's <laughs> hilarious I use that credit to like become editor at the East newspaper I, like it's you all dropped a out lie. of the room when we sold the TV show and that yep. and they were like alright let's told do it told Amazon that I was the mm -hmm. editor of the Grayland 
own lit mag. Well, you also told them at the end of that meeting, you said, if we don't work together, it doesn't mean this river ends. <laughs> <laughs> it just means so that was the first time I ever wrote wow. a poem, and it was just a straight and I up. I cried, Adam. Theft. I straight sobbed up. at that meeting. Theft. That's amazing. And yep. it's from Charles in Charge, which makes it truly magical. <laughs> oh, man. That's very I funny. got a lot of influences, dudes. <laughs> I feel like this is going to be hard for me because I'm used to writing lyrics to music. So I have like a beat to write it to. And I read poetry sometimes, but I I guess I haven't been as consistent as I had before. This is going to be tough. Well, that's what that should be another part of the challenge. I think we should do something to get ourselves in the poetry proper headspace. Like I say, we we just read as much poetry as we can this week, maybe a poem a day. We each read one Ooh. poem a day, bare minimum, right, to get like into that. a proper poetry. Not that there is proper poetry, but just, you know, the more traditional poetry headspace. Also, I really enjoyed reading poetry my whole life. It, it slows you down. It's a different style of reading. It's not just nonfiction or fiction. It's, it's a whole different thing. I say read a poem a day as we get ready to write our poems for this challenge. Yeah. Immerse yourself in as much poetry as you can. That's the word I'm looking for. Total poetry immersion live the life welcome to total poetry immersion yeah. you have to buy the whole seat but you'll only need the edge <laughs> cock a beret get a close cigarette it's time for total poetry immersion you're drinking Earl Grey tea at 11 p.m motherfucker let's go I want to be clear. That was not me doing that. <laughs> right. That the the listener's like, well, Ben's doing it again. No. Andrew, <laughs> Andrew went there. I, I learned a little parkour from the master. I'll oh do a cartwheel. I'll do a cartwheel. It's, it's amazing. It's like I've been jumping down a, a small six set of stairs and Andrew scales an entire post <laughs> office right in front of us. That no, I think Andrew beautiful. took word parkour to a new level. Ben, you're, you're going down a roof. Tiles are flying everywhere. It's yeah. chaotic. Andrew is just leaping from building to building with certainty. Yeah, that was beautiful. That was beautiful. Uh, All right. Sounds like we've got our challenge, poetry challenge, total poetry immersion. <laughs> well, let's do this. Let's listen to some poetry from our live comedy poetry slam. Fuck yeah. That happens uh, the last Saturday of every month at the world it's famous Total Bug Poetry Theater. Immersion at the Bug Theater. <laughs> it's amazing. It's high and octane. Last Saturday of every month. Heard of uh, it. And boy, do we have a comic. This comic been crushing around Denver. No doubt they are going to make waves uh, very soon on a national level. Everybody, please enjoy Hannah Jones. And when we return, oh, God, cocktails parades. poetry emerges. We're going to steal your girlfriends. <laughs> Bebop, badoop, bop. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite quote of all time is from Picasso. He said that inspiration exists, but it has to find you working. I love that. As a creative, you never know when the muse is going to strike, but you just want to be constantly sharpening your skills so that you're ready to make the most of it. And that's why I tell men that I'm about to come. <laughs> okay, no, no, no. Like, even if I'm really far from coming... Okay, some of you still don't get it. Um, 
Ladies, do you know how long a man will eat you out if you just keep saying that you're about to come? Because it rhymes with Shree Schmowers, okay? It is incredible. And he'll give you the frantic tongue too, right? The last 45 seconds tongue. Every guy in here is silent. They know exactly what I'm talking about. They've been saving it from us. They've been saving it for the end so that we do all the work by carefully angling our pelvises. And then he comes in at the 60-yard line. I don't know how many yards in a football field, but... (laughs) He comes in at the end with his best effort, so you just keep saying it from the beginning, and he never doesn't believe you because who would lie about that? You push him to his physical limits, and then you go beyond. You push him to his mental limits, and then you go beyond. He's in a flow state now, a state of euphoria. He didn't know he was capable of this kind of strength. If he can speak without a lisp the next morning, you're not challenging him enough. Thank you guys so much. Hey, do you love the Grolic Saves the World but are sad because you're not getting enough of it? Boy, do I. Well, great news. You can get all sorts of bonus content on our Patreon. Like what? Tell them, Ben. Act 4. Ad-free episodes, birthday shout-outs, exclusive merch, stronger, more painful erections, our pod within a pod, boy crazy, decreased A1C levels, photos and videos, bonus content, and so much more. Okay, I'll do it. No, kick to me. Say, how do I, how do, I do it? How do I sign up? We're not trying to sell it to you, Andrew. You don't have to. Jesus. Oh, well, I mean, it sounded good. Okay, how do I sign up then? Fuck it. You can sign up now by visiting patreon.com forward slash Grolic Saves. I do want to sign up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, we're back. We're back. And thanks to the magic of podcasting. Oh, yeah, that's nice. (laughs) We've written some poems. We got some prompts. And we immersed ourselves in poetry. Uh, what was that? I had to Andrew? go back to my regular voice at some point. Oh, oh, um, okay. I'm sorry. I couldn't do. I couldn't do my my jazz hound voice for for that jazz long. Hound. Jazz. Why hound. is jazz coming into this so much for you, Andrew? I know yeah. jazz, little poetry. I feel like they walk hand in hand. Do they really? You think so? I don't know. I think of oh, that when yeah, I think of a poetry reading. Cool. I've been to poetry readings, and I know that they are not jazzy at all. In no, fact, no, they've that's got why the I'm vibe saying. Of a, I, of uh, an open comedy mic where people are committing ritual seppuku on stage. I've but... been to some terrible open poetry nights where people are trying to do like slam poetry, but they don't have the skill set to do it. And it's yeah, just exactly Oof. just being Oof. yelled at. It's like, yeah, it's like an unfunny bin performance. Um, our challenge. <laughs> no, I, I had that coming. It was an insult, and then he realized that it wasn't really. So he sucked in a whole bunch of air, and then I got to watch him just kind of deflate with it. Like, okay, all right, never mind. Our challenge was to spend a week immersing ourselves in poetry, reading poems, and ultimately writing a poem on a prompt that we were given 
by the other two Grawlix members. Exactly. So I'll go first since I presented the challenge. Why don't you talk about what you read, a few of the poems that you enjoyed to get yourself in that headspace. Thank you. I was, I was going to do that, but I appreciate the red velvet carpet invitation. I'm just I your father. You have week. your learner's permit, and I keep <laughs> grabbing the wheel, and I just need to let you drive. You're trying to tap the brake across the console. <laughs> yeah, I spent a week reading poetry. I don't normally read poetry every now and then. I kind of need to be kicked in the butt to read it, like like Adam publishing a poem or me hearing Ben's lyrics. Uh, I guess. Nice, nice olive uh, branch. Yeah, I had to do it. Um, Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime a friend writes poems, then, then I find myself reading them. But in general, that's not something that I would normally read. So right away, it was kind of out of my comfort zone. And as you mentioned in Act One, Adam, reading poetry is a different way of reading. It's, it is a slow, deliberate way of reading. And I realized my style of reading when I'm just reading a book, a fiction book or, or a history book, is like time attack mode. I'm like... I'm going for it. I'm reading. I'm reading fast and hard, baby. Buckle, buckle up. We're going on a read. Uh, but with <laughs> with poems, you can't do that. You can't. You you need right, you to can't take just your time burn through it exactly and really let the let the words kind of walk on on their own and and really absorb it. So it was Which is a meditative experience. Yeah, it was. I found I had to really calibrate too. I'd had to like. I'd have to stop in the middle of a poem. And be like, no, no, no. That's not. You got to go back. You got to like actually read this. But I discovered a bunch of new poets for this challenge. I read some poets that I already knew. Uh, as I mentioned, my buddy Tony Sam writes books of poetry, which is pretty funny. If you know who that is, um, he's definitely the last person I would assume suddenly busting his out books of poetry. His poetry is beautiful. He's great. I like his um, stuff. Yeah, he's got, got some cool poems. Uh, Philip Larkin, I have a book of Philip Larkin poems. Uh, I once posted about this online and then got dragged uh, by people. They were like, oh yeah, Philip Larkin, poetry for like white middle-aged dudes. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's me. I guess I I'm reading poems aimed at me, but uh, then I also discovered uh, Joy Harjo. I think I'm pronouncing that right. Joy Harjo. If I'm not, they're probably not going to hear this. Uh, Steve Scafidi, uh, Ross Gay, uh, Jill Kelly Corin, Pat Rosal, and Mary R Ruffle. Ruffle? Yeah, all the, all the big names. All the, all the, like, they all just got runners. a bump. They all just got that Grolic Saves the World bump. <laughs> yeah. My favorite poem of all the poems that I read was titled To, to Whoever Set My Truck on Fire by Steve <laughs> Scafidi. And it's a poem so good. about revenge on the people that set his truck on fire fire and it's a great poem i enjoyed all of these poems but that one it uh, especially popped out i love that what a clever premise um, that's a great poem if you want to check that out so yeah i i enjoyed reading these poems i enjoyed taking that deliberate time out of my day even if it was just two minutes to read a poem that was a very nice two minutes a very deliberate two minutes it, it was time that I would have either wasted on my phone or read the back of a cereal box or stare into the yard and worry about <laughs> ephemeral things. So to, to just have that little time every day. There's your poem, Staring into the Yard, <laughs> Worrying About Ephemeral Things by Andrew Orvidal. So uh, what was your prompt 
Who gave you your prompt so and what was it? So my prompt came from Adam. Oh. Uh, Grolic's poet laureate, Should Adam Should have known Kane because Holland. it wasn't me. Why did I ask? I I'm know. the only you like, other person. You like a good mystery? I don't you know. Do. I, I'd like to set it up for everybody, but I knew because it wasn't me. All right. What a gracious host. Thanks. Um, so yeah adam gave me my prompt my prompt was denver the city of denver and producer ron i am calling for a citywide alert of the national earnestness system while we read these poems i think reading a poem that you wrote is a pretty vulnerable thing i'm calling for the uh you know when you hear the uh the emergency siren being tested and you're like i guess we're being nuclear bombed and you're like it was a test this is not a test it's time to get earnest (laughs) Okay. Well, let me say earnestly why I gave him the prompt of Denver real quick, because throughout our relationship, I'm Mr. Denver cheerleader. And Andrew, in my opinion, has has always kind of had a conflicted relationship with this city, especially when we were living in L.A. He was always just like, I like it way more. And I was like, I fucking hate this place. I want to get back to Denver. So Andrew and I have always talked a lot about our feelings towards Denver. And so I thought it would be interesting for him to just write about it because I knew it wouldn't be a simple love letter or hate letter. And I was always in the back seat of that car. <laughs> Thanks for including me in that, Adam. It was uh, an conversation that Andrew and I had. In the back. I, no, <laughs> we, we've talked about it a lot. Like, I, I think I'm kind of the medium porridge out of this. Like, I was okay with LA, but I much prefer Denver. I This is my home now. I, I think of it as my home. But yeah, I agree with Adam on this. Andrew has been very critical of Denver. I am critical. I, I I am like an overbearing parent that expects uh, too much out of, well, out of their kid. And the- let, let's not get too much away. But that was where the the motivation behind my prompt. I liked it. I liked it. Okay. I knew exactly what you were doing, and I thought it was perfect. Great. All right. Uh, so this poem is titled "This Old Map." I like the title already. And here, here we go. I've, I don't think I've ever read a poem out loud. This is a this first. Is crazy. This is crazy. I'm, so nerv- I'm nervous. I'm, I'm I just, nervous the temp- for you. The temperature just changed in the room. <laughs> beep bop ba do beep bop. Okay, now I'm making fun of. I sounded the <laughs> earnestness. You said earnestness. Myself. Okay, you'll right, receive your lashing by Tangent here. Bay, as <laughs> is the rule. <laughs> here we go. When I was a tiny, my parents took me by bus downtown to see the parade of lights. The bus took so many turns in the dark, our destination could not be an actual place. Turning, turning, turning. We were going in a spiral a thousand miles away from home. The city was endless, so dark, so loud and terrifying, but amazing. On the ride home, I tried to stay awake, impossible, and woke in bed the next morning, wondering if I dreamt the whole thing. When I was a teen, I took the bus by myself, the zero From Littleton to downtown, straight shot up Broadway with the skyline in the distance, like an enchanted kingdom. I went to Buddy's, Paris, Euphrates, late night coffee shops and deserted train tracks, Twisted Shout, Wax Tracks, Denver Diner, Breakfast King. The city was a map of rough terrain to be explored. Every nook, every cranny, I adventured by choice and later by necessity, looking for a place to sleep. Now, I'm an oldie. I don't take the bus anymore. I see the city by car, by foot, but best by bike. I've called this place home for over 40 years. The map has been laid flat, explored, worn out, labeled, spots scribbled out, then more spots and more. No more a treasure map than a record of decay. 
When I see the city now, I have a memory in every place. Some good, some bad, most boring. Layers of memories, what this building used to be, and who I was when it was that, and what we both were before. Fuck, dude. That was was great. great. That was beautiful. Hold on. Let me get my snappers on. Dude, that was fucking really great. That took me somewhere. Oh, thanks. Yeah, and there were the stages, childhood and then sort of adolescence and now where you're at now. It It was very beautiful. And yeah, returning to the map metaphor at the beginning and end. That was great. I loved it, Andrew. It was very heartfelt. Uh, which, uh, oh, the earnestness horn is down. Well, the bridge is down. Is the bridge it? is down. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay, so you can't, you can't. Rip. You could just end it with, it was very heartfelt. And then it I was would very say, heartfelt. the bridge, the bridge is up, rather. The bridge is up, yeah. The, yeah, yeah. I can feel the ripping yeah. in my sternum. Yep. Um, I, no, I, I wasn't going to make fun of you. I was going to make fun of Denver. All those places you mentioned, that was when I moved here in the late 90s, was the, the Breakfast King. And, and most uh, of those are Tom's gone that Andrew was near. I know. It made me sad because I hate being that person that's like old Denver, old Denver, old Denver. But like it really was special. Like the Wazi Supper Club. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, Denver man. Diner that Andrew mentioned is now a Chase Bank. Oh, yeah. no, I know. I mean, it. if there's not a metaphor for the growth in the city, I don't know what to fucking tell the, you. Where the Denver Diner was. And it's a was, cool place was... to hang out at night. Chase oh, Bank. I still eat grilled boys. cheese. <laughs> I eat grilled cheese in that lobby all I the go time. In and get a po- I bring a pot of coffee. I smoke cigarettes right in the lobby. I don't care. <laughs> Me and a bunch of crust punks with a dog and a bandana on it. Sorry, I, I remember uh, this city, assholes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd like to make a deposit. <laughs> my youth my youth <laughs> i gave you all of it anyway i love i tend to rhyme a lot in my poetry but i love non-rhyming free verse poetry kudos andrew i'm i love this this is oh, so thanks, far thanks wow i'm sorry it's shaping up to be my favorite challenge i'm sorry i'm not it was I'm, hard I, to, i've never read a poem i was like i don't even know how to read it you did it great you did it perfectly that was great you read it in your normal voice that's it let me ask you this andrew i mean i know your relationship to denver is love hey you don't you, there's it's it's complicated like anyone's relationship is did this poem affect the way you felt about denver in the moment or or change kind of how you think about the city or was it just a just an accounting of it actually even before i wrote this poem i've kind of been trying to undergo a, a mental change of not being a person who's lamenting the loss of old denver and griping about new denver because i'm you do encounter that uh, in the city a lot and i'm like there's no positive gain from that i only become more and more insufferable in these groups of people who don't know the city that I'm talking about and who have fallen in love with a new city. This is something that that they like. And so I've been trying to kind of put in the work to like, just accept like, this is a, a new city and there are still things that are cool and that you, that you like and love about it. And you should be paying attention to those things. And, and Dude, I need to take a page out of things. you. That could, that could be a challenge, a separate challenge. Cause I'm exactly what you're talking about. I'm just like aging hipster bitching about how the city used to be cool. And it's yeah. such a cliche. It's not a good look. And we'll perform in front of audiences that are 25 years old 
that are just like, I love how it is here. And we're yeah, like, they have nah, no idea. Man. They've, they've never known it any other way. So now if I'm sharing like anecdotes about Denver, I just try to kind of frame it instead of being like, you're wrong about how it is now. It used to be like this. It's like, this is how it is now. And it also used to be like this. That was great, Andrew. Fucking fantastic. Uh, I loved it. And thanks. Thanks. Adam, do you want to keep the Rift City drawbridge. I mean, we can we can we can lower it for a minute and fucking punch each other in the dicks a little bit, and then we can <laughs> raise it back up when I read mine exactly. But I, guys, I'm just gonna dive right in. Actually, I'm pretty excited to get into mine. If okay, that's cool. I'm excited to hear it. I'm excited that, to hear. It. Wait, so you're just gonna go right now? Just okay. I'll read it and we'll discuss afterwards. But I just want to let it get out there. <clears throat> okay, I memorized it. Whatever happened to predictability? The milkman. Paperboy. Okay. Evening Adam. TV. <laughs> I miss my old familiar friends waiting just around the bend. Adam, that's beautiful. No, it's not beautiful. You everywhere fucking pop you look, the hip shit. everywhere you go is the heart. Adam, Somebody that's, that's the theme song to Full House. Sorry that for the drawbridge was up. You fooled yeah, me. I know. Yes, you I know, know I grew up without write. TV. You fooled I me. I don't know how to write outside of 80s sitcoms, guys. That's how I find my my voice. I hope your prompt was 80s sitcoms. <laughs> no, no, no. All right, I'll do the real fucking uh, Okay. <laughs> That one even referenced the Benz. Uh, It's all Benz-related 80s stuff. (laughs) Adam's got the Benz. Okay, producer Ron, Adam snuck out of his tower. Sound the earnestest horn. How you burn? I'm so. I just. I like a good goof, dude. You're a scamp. I like a good You're goof. a scamp. I'm a we rascal and a scamp, and I like a goof. <laughs> so, what poems did you sample over this? Past oh week? yeah, and they can't be your own. I went to some <laughs> old hits that I really love. I read. Uh, the first one I read was uh, Annabelle Lee by Edgar Allan Poe. I love that. I mean, I named my dog Annabelle Lee. And so that was my dog's now dead. You know, I put her down last year. So that made me like cry because it was so it's all about his dead bride. And I had kind of forgot it's about the dead bride. So that hit me in all the feels. Um, There's a poem by Pablo Neruda that has always been one of my favorites. It's it's like, puedo escribir los versos más tristes esta noche. Like I can write the saddest lines tonight. And I have a great Pablo Neruda book of poetry. It's got English on one side and Spanish right next to it. So that's one of my all-time favorite poems. It's just beautiful. I read that one. Honestly, I subscribed to The New Yorker because how could I not look at me? And they have poems in there every couple of pages. So I, I just went through and I rarely read the poems, but I did read the poems this time around. And um, this woman, Catherine Pierce, is a great poet. And Katie gave me a book of hers. There's this one poem. It's all about the last words of Doc Holliday. Uh, that's great. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it starts out at the top, which is true. He goes, this is funny. And those are the last words of Doc Holliday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, he looked so, at his feet, apparently. Yeah. Uh, he had tuberculosis. And he was in Glenwood Springs. Yeah, at a sanitarium or whatever. And he leaned up and saw his feet and said that. Yeah. So this poem by <laughs> Catherine Pierce is about the last words of Doc Holliday. And, it's so good. Uh, she's a great poet. So those are kind of what I read to get in the mood. Oh, I also read one of all... T- I, re- I just reread a lot of favorites. Coney Island of the Mind by Lawrence Ferlinghetti is one of my favorite poems ever. Great title. He was a big beat. In fact, he started City Lights Bookstore in San Francisco. Did he really? Yeah, him and another guy. That was Lawrence Ferlinghetti. And that's where 
Allen Ginsberg read Howl in 1963. Yeah, and every time I'm in San Francisco, you go to City Lights. It, it rules. So I love Lawrence Ferlinghetti. Nice. That's sweet. So who gave you your prompt? Yes. <clears throat> okay. I know. I'm not going to pretend like I didn't know. I knew it was Ben who gave me the prompt. <laughs> okay. Okay. I don't know how it came through. Was it by text? It was the text where you told me what the prompt was. Using my telephone number that's probably labeled with my and name. Well, I've saved your number as Ben Roy in my phone. So when I get texts from you, I know that it's you. That's oh, crazy. God damn it. You can I, God do damn that? It, I God damn yeah. it. Yeah, you can just put a wow. name to a number and it's way easier than keeping all the numbers in I'm your head. I'm still going off memory and yeah. it's hard. No. It's so Ben, hard. I just like, I'm going to save it. I feel like I, I want to be friends with this dude. So I saved his, his name in there. Oh, that's so cool, dude. I love that. Yeah. I love that we yeah. have our, our names saved with our phone numbers um <laughs> all right all right well sound the earnestness horn again and adam uh what was your prompt ben gave me water water was my prompt which Ooh. really puzzled me I, I wrote him back i said is this good or bad i didn't even know what that was about Do you want to know why i gave you it or should i tell you afterwards how about you tell us after okay, okay. i'll tell you why I okay. after. Okay. I like that. Yep. Um, so yeah, I wrote a poem about water. Okay. All right. <clears throat> Here we go. As he takes a sip of it. How interesting. Man, you're right. It is everywhere, Ben. It it's is. Gin. That was gin. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm really. You're, I'm you going, are a poet. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm jumping in the deep ends, dude. <laughs> I'm entering my Bukowski phase. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. This is a poem that I call Water. Sat down to write a poem for a podcast because I'm a white comic in his 40s and thought about the prompt I had been given, water. My first instinct was to go with the life force angle, how it's everything, how we can't exist without it, how it's 70% of our body makeup, or some other number I would know if I was one of those people that looks things up. <laughs> I imagined words like thirst and quench and refreshing, a comic strip of a guy in the desert climbing toward an oasis that is a mirage, but all that made me feel like some ad exec, Don Draper pitching water to the suits. So I thought about fear, how it almost took my little sister from us when she was three and I was supposed to be watching her. How the Pacific did take Wade and his four-year-old son Lincoln, who Wade was trying to rescue. I thought about the time the undertow sucked me out, how powerless I was, how puny. I swam parallel with the shore forever until, miraculously, I was spat onto the beach sputtering and spent, a wretched sea creature, a dying porpoise. I thought about my fear of the water disappearing, how one night over backyard pandemic beers, I asked my buddy Monty, a natural resource lawyer, what I could do to help. I kept reading articles about the Colorado River drying up, images of a barren Salton Sea, dead birds and depleted desert dams. Should I shower less, xeriscape my front yard, capture rain and industrial drums, he said in our state, industrial farming uses the most water. Arid areas never meant to grow, but that have for generations because our forefathers worked the land like a miracle. Now, none of that makes sense. Better for the planet to produce it elsewhere. But try that on as a stance. Generational farmers, stop farming. You're taking all the water. See you in coal country. Monty said that's just one of a myriad of issues, all intractable, all hopeless, like America. Like how you can recycle and recycle and recycle your whole existence. But if even just one of the big polluters would turn off the machines for an hour, it'd do more for the planet that you could do in a lifetime. Or some other number I would know if I was one of those people that looked things up. I was getting depressed and it was all getting too heavy. This was a comedy podcast, one where we talk about our dicks all the time. I was a walking apocalypse. I needed an ending, something lighter, something fun. 
So I asked my four-year-old for help. I told him my poem was about water. Water, he asked? Yeah, water. He thought for a minute, then said, seals splash in water. And it was perfect. Hey! That's my water poem. Yeah, I liked-, I liked it a lot. And that was good. Okay, so the reason why I picked water for you was because... All the times we had talked about Monty and about how he would talk about water usage problems. Yeah. So it's funny you brought him up. That that like kind of played right into it because that's funny. That's the reason you chose. I know. Him. Well, I just wanted like something that would see if it would challenge you. You know, like that wasn't something you would think about normally. But yeah, no, it, it was a it shows bizarre your, one. Yeah, it shows your creativity, and I really loved you talking about the positives, like how it can take a life, but it can also give life, that kind of a thing. I, I really liked it, Adam. I, I felt it. And then coming back to a child's view of it, that was yeah. that was great. Yeah, I liked it. And also, you're always good at making the challenges very in the moment of the podcast as as well. And to, to be able to, to say, you know, like, I'm writing this for a comedy podcast, but then be able to take it into the very dark recesses uh that you that you go to and then come back out yeah it was that was cool thanks dudes yeah i liked it as well i feel like i could have cut some out um what i like about doing this about poetry is that other types of writing i know pretty well like just i've written books nonfiction, so i kind of know when it sucks you know what i mean like i know but with poetry i don't know it well enough to know when it sucks so there's a freedom there of just like i'm just throwing out my ideas i thought the same thing and i I hope they're good i don't know like that one i published (laughs) i sent to a poet friend and i was like you can totally tell me if this sucks but i think it's okay and they're like no it's good so it's it's just kind of nice to be so ignorant in this field yet enjoy it it reminds me of like early days of stand-up where you're just kind of like I guess I'll see if it your, your yeah. radar is not as dialed in. So it's just more freeing in a way. I think poetry is weird like that and that it seems very forgiving of styles. Even the poems that I read in this week, the relatively pretty small sampling, they all definitely had their own style and were different from one another. You would not be able to read them and be like, well, this is how you write a poem. Yeah, I've, I've so. read poetry that borders on short stories. Right, right. But you you both captured to me what poetry is, which is a, a return to the theme. You know, like it, it, I, I love when, I don't know what it would be called, but you, you bring it all back around. You wrap it all back. Up in this bow of callback, dude. Back. Just a simple callback. Yeah, I don't. I think I bet there's something a name I've never successfully used in my comedy. <laughs> <laughs> and word choices, everything. So I loved it. This is my well, favorite challenge so far. Well, thanks for the water prompt. That's not. So that's something I would never sit down and think. It's about. funny. I thought yeah. of it, and I immediately went. Monty has talked to you a lot about water usage. It's, and it's like, so, I guess I, I spoke too soon because I said it's something I would never sit down and think about. And yet over the pandemic, I'm sitting in the backyard of my buddy many nights who's a water yeah, lawyer. Talking about it. And I'm yeah. just like, so what? what's going on? Like, how can we help? Clearly yeah. it's on my mind. Yeah. Yeah. And fucking Monty, what a snitch. It was a great He's a snitch. <laughs> it was a great prompt. Because yeah, there are many ways you could you could have just been very surface, no pun intended, and just what kind if, of what amorphous. if I got on here and I was like, drip, drop, drip. Yeah. The water hits <laughs> the tub. 
Oh fuck! I actually would have fucking loved that. I would have fucking loved that. You're just describing a bath time. Even that could have been sweet. That could have been. That could have been fine. We're joking, but you could have pulled it off. All right, Benjamin. Last but not least, okay. I've, uh, you told us you had a few. Yeah. Let me put on my bib. Let me put on my poetry bib for this. I, feast. I did do a few because the other. I I love like uh, poems that are like puzzles. You know, like I I, I did a haiku and a limerick because I think they're funny. Mm, so we can yes. leave the drawbridge <laughs> down for that. Um, the first two. Also, Ben, I mean, we were giving you shit up front, but you've probably written more poems than any of us. You've written hundreds I mean, of songs in your life. Like you, you yeah. And I've been, you and I, this over shit. the, this is kind of a fortuitous time for the challenge because as you saw, I had released that solo album called Gravines that I did. That was all poetry. None of that. Those were poems I put to music. Nice. And so I had taken to posting poetry over the last couple months. Oh, yeah, that's right. In anticipation of releasing that. So I had been posting. If anybody wants, you can follow me on Instagram and see some of those. Oh, Jesus So I decided to (laughs) shut up. I just, no, what? Wow, this modern landscape of We're not allowed to plug ourselves on our (laughs) own podcast. No. No, But you can check some of those out at Benroy00. No, but anyway, so I want to say this, and this is earnest. If you wind up using any of the poems you're about to read in any musical projects down the road, this is a Grolix podcast, and Andrew and I get a cut of any music that you use these lyrics you for. So does Tommy Fair enough. This I is think not a Ben Roy endeavor. I don't have a problem with it. I want to share the wealth. I'm a communist. All right. You guys Sweet. know this. Is that from a sitcom, too? <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, yes, that is. That's <laughs> yeah. part of my first poem. That was the Balky Bartakamas spinoff where he was a <laughs> yeah. communist. Communist in America. Communist activist. Yeah. So, Ben, how was your week of poetry immersion? I decided to go 21st century. Ooh. So I downloaded Poeta, which is a uh, an app that gives you a daily poem. Every day what? you get a That's little cool. bing and they're crap. They're all <laughs> crap. None of them are good. Everyone I read from Sarah Teasdale on down to John Wright. With a W, they were all garbage. All the type of poetry I hate. Let me read you today's poem. Uh, Life has loveliness to sell. All beautiful and splendid things. Blue waves whitened on a cliff. Soaring fire that sways and sings. And children's faces looking up. Holding wonder like a cup. At motherfucker, that was mine. That was my poem. I know. Poeta published it. Yeah, I know. And you just shit on it on the fucking pod. That was a big. I just think Adam. I don't understand holding uh, wonder, wonder like a cup. the wonder of a child's face, Ben, like a cup. Like you see it, you're like, is this a mug of joy or what? Every morning I woke (laughs) up and I was like, this is exactly the type of poetry I don't like. Yeah, that's no good. Was it it at least inspiring to overcome it? I tried different apps. I have three of them on my phone now. Because I wanted, wow. I wanted to see if as long as Ben can incorporate his phone into the challenge, he's going to crush it. <laughs> uh, Andrew and I well. are taking these meditative forays into poetry. Ben's, Ben's like, I got three new apps. Blink, new poem blast just dropped. <laughs> <laughs> I love this shit. 
I think it's fun. Uh, yeah, we so, know. We know. Uh, so <laughs> I'm not going to look up for my phone anyway. So at my notes, well, might as well be poems. I mean, that's yeah, yeah. that's the that's the slogan for the app. You're not going to look up for your poem from your phone anyway. Poems on the shitter, the Ben Roy story. So Andrew uh, gave me a prompt, and he decided to give me a prompt on a topic that is probably <laughs> the the topic that I have the easiest time dealing with. Uh, I think it's. A topic that Andrew gave me as a softball because he knows that my feelings on this particular topic are not conflicted or difficult. Uh, and so my topic was women. Oh, wow. And I think that that's, Andrew, bravo. Uh, uh, Great topic. Yes. And uh, Andrew sent it to me and I said out loud uh, in the restaurant I was in, oh, go fuck yourself, Andrew. Andrew, <laughs> uh, I believe is what came out. Um, <laughs> you didn't reply to the text, so I knew it was good. <laughs> uh, so I wrote two that were lighthearted, and then I wrote lyrics, which is the way that I know how to do things. So the first two I wrote, I love haikus. I think they're so fun. Uh, for those people who don't know what a haiku is, uh, it is a poem, three lines. That's it. And it has to be five syllables in the first line, seven syllables in the second line, five syllables in the third. That's the only rules to it. So my first, my haiku on, uh, <laughs> here we go, uh, on women. <clears throat> I don't understand everything it is you do. Please give me more now. <laughs> <laughs> that's <excellent>. wow <laughs> i don't think i think you're done Japanese i think he's tapestry <laughs> to our ears that was awesome that could not sum up more uh of how i feel yeah. about women um this one's a little more heavy uh this is a limerick i honestly don't know what is the definition of a limerick like it just rhymes it's just a rhyming little no there's the structure couplet. to limericks uh, i don't know it off, off I, here's what it is here it is it is a a b b a yeah that's the rhyme scheme okay yes and there's also rules for the um syllables it's in a trimeter type format it's the cadence at which you say it. Everybody will recognize it. Yeah, I mean, no, there's no I, way. I, I know it once was a man from Nantucket is a limerick. You know yeah, that one. Exactly. It, like comics, everybody listening, uh, what's his fucking nuts? Uh, hey, oh, whatever, the fucking Andrew New Dice York. Clay. Andrew Dice Clay. It's <laughs> Andrew Dice Clay's comedy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that could have been any New York comedy. Right, right, right. Um, okay, so here's it. mine. Uh, there once was a man from Maine whose heart it would drive him insane. So he spit and he cursed love till they left him in bursts, and now he's alone and to blame. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> now, who's this about? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's a guy, a neighbor, Bill. A neighbor? Uh, Bill. His name oh, my is God. <laughs> Devastating limericks by Ben Roy. That's Seriously, <laughs> Jesus! You look Christ. up from the fucking toilet of a punk club onto the door right there, and Ben scrawled that on the inside. <laughs> wow! I, 
This has always uh, been the problem is that I would write lyrics. Even when I was with my ex-wife, Crystal, I would be like, I wrote a song about you. And she would be like, I don't want to hear it. Like, (laughs) it's going to be devastatingly sad. (laughs) And I've always been conflicted about love because, as you both know, I don't feel it normal or healthy. I think. And I think that's typical of certain people who've experienced certain things. It hurts. Like I don't like the sensation at times. And so I tend to push people away at points or be, and I know I do it and I'm learning to work through that. This one, um, mostly what this did though, the last one, uh, I've been, I had received a song and the, the, the music and I knew kind of the cadence that I wanted. I do what's called the meow track when I'm writing a song. So I go, meow, 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 meow. I know the melody, but I don't know what the song's going <laughs> to yeah, be you, about. Exactly. Yeah. Can you please so do a Adam, spell song that is just the meow song now? I need it. it. it I need Chucks it. Chucks are hilarious. Our guitarist, Charlie Continental, who wrote the theme, uh, the title music to this show, does it all the time and intentionally to make me laugh. So he'll just <laughs> send it and he'll go, this is the idea. I just put a rhythm idea over it and it's him going, Going like meow 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 and he does it just to get a laugh out of me. Um, so I needed something to write it about, and Andrew sent me women, and uh, part of my relationship with women that's difficult is I I tend to rely on them as like a way to be happy, you know, which you shouldn't do. I'm realizing that in therapy, uh, and so. Um, I wrote this, uh, the lyrics for this and used it for a metal project. So you will be receiving residuals. Yes. Uh, and, uh, these are the, the song is called build a fire. Um, and <laughs> it's already starting off happy. This is embarrassing. I know. I can but sing it, or, them. We'll, we'll Ron, if you lift. could please sound, sound the Ernest's horn. Hi, You're in a safe place for poetry. Yep. I've locked Adam okay. in his bedroom. Uh, all right, here it goes. But I'm crafting arrow. I'm making arrows with a knife while I'm <laughs> I know. here. I know. Uh, we know. The drawbridge is up on my That doesn't mean that I can't prepare. That I can't prepare for when the drawbridge goes down. That doesn't mean that I can't yes. do that. Uh, there's no moon, there's no light, there's no glow to reflect on this trail. It's a tomb, only cold, no contrast, losing half of myself in sawgrass. There's no hope. It's a seance playing possum with a God. I won't choose sculpt a pyre, set hell loose just to get these old bones back to you. Build a fire, build a fire, build the flames up so high, set the stage, build a fire, build a fire, burn it all to the beams, light my way. If I freeze, will you hold till a thaw or just pacify pain with a gun or a rope or my ghost? Build a fire, build a fire, build the flames up so high, set the stage, let it roil, let it scathe, let it drain, let it rectify feelings of ardor and faith in this waste, let it cleanse, let it rout, let it pacify panic and guide through the bracken of doubt, build a fire. Thank you. I love it. I love it. That was great. And basically I wrote it about those times that I've been on the road, uh, I always run and I always go out and do a lot. And I do so much to keep my mind occupied and to run from things. And then there are times I get out there and I'm so lost 
that I would burn fucking everything down to just come back to that person I love. Like just I'm lost and it's dark and I would set cities on fire just to like, to just light my way back to something familiar and comforting. And that's what uh, wow. that's about. So, it's really good. I like dude. it a lot. Yeah. I, that I, was I, very cool. You're also just like a born lyricist because what you do sort of interpretive things like it's, it's Andrew and I's poems were very direct. You could, you know what we're saying. There's no, like, there's not two ways to take it. You set up, you know, just snippets of words that are not in, and, and we do more complete sentences. So it's like, it's up for you, the listener to interpret it. And that's what good songwriting is because anyone can take it a hundred different ways for what it right. means to them. If you make it too literal, sometimes with a song, the person won't feel as deep a connection to it. If it's like, Oh God, I love you, Annabelle, and you left our apartment on twelve twenty six Yarborough Street. You know what I mean? Right. It's like There's people are like, I didn't live over there. You know what I mean? But that's like your story, yeah. man. Yeah, letting is, but- letting the list. Yeah, I think letting the listener walk their own little route to finding it is what gives them that attachment to it, and what makes a good song. Yeah, it- although the, I, I like songs on the other side of the coin too that are very specific and dead here's on, my but- full street address. <laughs> I live at three four thirteen. Yeah, I tried to write just like you both did. I don't. I can't do it. It has to have. Like I've taught, it has to have a melody to it, or I Rhythm. I lose it. So when you repeat things like "build a fire, build a fire," do you are in your head? You're like, this is because it's a song, or in your head yes. you're like, I think it'd be that's, cool to repeat. That's this. a chorus or a yeah, pre-chorus, yeah, yeah. you yeah, know, yeah. like. But it works well in the poetry because it because it like resets the poem and it gives it a cool structure when you keep revisiting it like that. I think it works as a standalone poem in that way. So well, we were talking about how poetry can be any type of thing. And, and, and I don't mean this critically, but it's like, if I read that poem by you, I wouldn't know that was about women. Right. But that is why it's interesting and interpretive and it totally works as a song and as a poem. M- music is your muse. Nice job, dude. Uh, so what a challenge. So let's go around. Did this, did this challenge make your life better? Did it make the world a better place to both immerse yourself in poems and write a poem? Andrew, why don't you answer that first? It was your challenge. I, I think it absolutely did. Taking those little breaks to read the poems were very beneficial. Finding new poets that I enjoyed was very cool. It seems like there's a kind of a limitless vein of poets out there. You, you can really, you can really go down the rabbit hole and find new ones and writing a poem outside my comfort zone. And then reading it was a good challenge in and of itself. Uh, and I, I enjoyed doing it and I can see a benefit to doing that in the future. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll crank out some more poems. Crank them. Uh, yeah. The poem cranker. (laughs) But yeah, I had, there's no downside to this. Even if it's outside someone's comfort zone, I'd I'd say give give poems a chance. Maybe you've read some stinkers. That doesn't mean all poems are bad. Is give poems a chance. That's nice. How about you two? I agree with Andrew. I think, I think art makes the world a better place. I think all three of us believe that. And there's just a quiet reflection, a meditativeness to sort of thinking about the world in poetic sentences or just certain words to convey feelings as concisely as possible is an interesting way to try to 
make yeah, writing. Poems are less about convincing you of something than like sharing something. The words are just kind of sharing. Even Adam's pretty dark poem about water wasn't like, and here's the fucked up facts about water use. It was just, you know, sharing the information instead of writing it in a way that's kind of hammering at somebody over the head with it. Also reading poetry. I agree. Sometimes you just consume whatever you're reading without really processing all of it. You're just kind of like ripping off chapters at a time. And with poetry, you really sort of stop and you slow down and you read it methodically. And that's just kind of an interesting exercise for your brain. I, I enjoy that. Yeah. I mean, for me, that's my journaling, I guess. It's like, I don't, yeah, but you sit- need to pivot to limericks, dog. Your limericks are fire. Yeah. You need to move to Dublin and get into that limerick scene, hitting up the limerick mics in it Ireland. Is so tough though. It is so tough. <laughs> oh, they're scene. a war zone. Tough I've got, scene to you break get your ass kicked for a <laughs> shitty limerick. People think that stand-up is a patriarchy. Wait till you get into the Irish the, limerick the scene. The limerick it scene. <laughs> no, I, oh, I just I, got an I, HBO limerick. Limerick special. <laughs> <laughs> I won't ever, I won't ever stop doing this. I don't, that's the crazy part is I've been doing this for so long and I did it from an early age as a way to cope. And then now as I get older, I mean, if you read, there's a lot of research that shows that poetry is a wonderful way to process emotions and uh, very strong, powerful emotions, remorse, loss, even happiness or just joy or positivity. It's a great way to help you process and to refine your thoughts on those. There's a lot of studies that it makes you a healthier person. Yeah, I like that. I think it makes the world a far better place as always with every creative artistic challenge we do art is important it makes this place a better place it it helps us understand ourselves and our environments in a healthy manner uh so do art make art i think a lot of people don't read or write poetry because they think that it's supposed to be something specific that it's supposed to be something that they should have learned in school or if they don't know like shakespearean sonnets and stuff then it's not for them but it i think it's so like we were talking about in this podcast it's so easy it's so subjective and it's something that anyone can kind of do and enjoy i think people are intimidated by it because they think it's more academic than it is and it's really just a free-flowing art form i think they're intimidated by it for the same reason people are intimidated by, by meditation. They think they're doing it wrong. And really, there is no doing it wrong. Totally. It, you, you, it's amorphous. As we showed through all of our poems, there are a lot of different styles and interpretations of what poetry is and should be. And I may have insulted something you love. That's just my own jaded. I It has to be dark and bitter or I can't palate it like beer. Um, so so just <laughs> exactly. do it. What Ben might not like, you might love and vice versa. And that's the beauty of poetry and any art, really. It's subjective. And I think this has been such a successful episode that we ditch stand up. The three of us rebrand as yes. a poetry troupe. The Grolix is now a poetry troupe. And Hell Denver yeah. open mic poetry scene, watch the Get fuck ready. out. Watch Get the ready. fuck watch out. Watch the There's, fuck out. Things are about to change around I'm here. I'm getting a ruffled shirt. <laughs> I truly love this challenge. Andrew, thank you so much. You're doing a lot this season. You're a real piece of shit, but this <laughs> season you're shining. <laughs> this is one of my favorite challenges we've ever done. I love doing this with you both. And to you, the, the listener, if you've got any favorite poets that we missed, hit us up. Tell us some great poets. If you write poems, share those poems with us. And if you don't feel like sharing it with us, just 
fucking shout it on the bus one day. Everyone will love it. Yeah, stand up. Everyone, I have a poem. <laughs> <laughs> they react like a bomb. There's just gas. Ah, yeah, yeah. Pulling ah, the stop thing. Ah, nobody move. I've got a poem. <laughs> Anybody takes out their phone, I'm reading it. The city's changed a lot since I was a kid, but I've got new feelings on it, and I'm coming around. (laughs) I don't know how to love. Um, All right. Why don't we take a quick break, listen to another one of our little poet children that comes to our shows the last Saturday Mm, of every month. Terrible way to describe them, but Uh, okay. (laughs) At the world-famous Bug Theater the last Saturday of every month. Uh, you're going to want to get your tickets n- now. As always, the show sells out because you're because you miss it. So make sure you get your tickets now. Uh, this comic, love, a real poet, a real poet. I like what you said. This is you're going to love this poet child. This is our pal Brad Wenzel from back in 2019. And you're going to actually love it. producer Ron here helped produce his special that is available now. That's called Joke, Joke, Joke. It is fantastic. So funny. Uh, everybody enjoy Brad Wenzel. And when we return, uh, we'll have more show for you. The best third act in the game. The one that everybody stays. We've got birthday shout outs this month. Okay. And uh, we're also going to tease the next episode challenge. There's so more to come. Don't go anywhere. We love you. Stay tuned. Everyone remember, there's so more to come. There's so more to come. That is the motto of no, the No, that's pod. poetry. You don't need much. We knew it. Yeah. We knew he meant to say much. There's that's so good more poetry. poetry. So more good. to come. So more cometh. Good poetry <laughs> is sparse. So more cometh. Stay tuned as we come more. <laughs> Stay tuned. This uh, this something I know is I know is a a a woman a woman wearing overalls is always a thousand times more open minded than a man wearing overalls. <laughs> like she's a bisexual art student, you know. He hunts squirrels from his porch. Like, the only thing they agree on socially is there's no such thing as too many bumper stickers, you know? They're, you know. We, we got this president thing going on now. It's in the news. Uh, that's going to look real weird historically, you know? Like, in a hundred years, they're going to look back and they're going to be like, all right, they went from a charming black dude to a guy who always looks like he was just upside down. And, uh... <laughs> I, told, I told that joke on Conan, and then a stranger on the internet, he got mad at me. And, uh... But he called, me, uh, he called me a doofus beatnik that makes wisecracks for a living. <laughs> I was like, that's not an inaccurate description, you know? It's like, beatnik. This guy posts online from a typewriter, you know? Getting called a beatnik makes you feel like you're the first thing to upset that person in 50 years. Because I looked up beatnik, and I was like, all right, let's get this straight. What pissed you off was my joke, and before that, that time, young people embraced modern jazz. Whoa. Wild. 
And a big, smoky, poetic welcome to the third actors. You may not know this, but the podcast episode that you fast-forwarded through was all about poetry, and we crushed it. But that is over now. We're here for you, the third actor. Dig it, man. That was, that was fun. And welcome, third actors. The place is cleared out. The smoke is cleared out. Now it's just a regular TGI Fridays in Times Square. It's no longer a hip jazz nope, club. Nope, nope, nope. And we have your nope. food coming out. People are, a guy reached out to me in Chicago because he was mad I didn't give him enough warning about a show. And he's like, I'm a third actor. And this is how you treat me. So third, act, third <laughs> actors are really kind of starting to self-identify. And we appreciate that. I want to say thanks. I have one thanks. Yep. I want to thank Sickly Andrew. Oh, God. We're pulling for you, bub. And we don't want to know what's going on. He's just in his bed sweating. He's puking into a trash can. It's just been a rough go for Andrew. And the, uh, as Ben said, a whole city. But I would argue a whole Grolix nation is pulling, yeah, pulling the, for you. There is buddy. a water tower behind the house that says Save Fairbell on it. There's a pop punk band called Save yep. Fairbell that's now putting out an album it, it, it's a, the whole city. Uh, we love you. Fairbell Bueller's Day Off <laughs> is coming out soon. Uh, I guess that means but, somebody uh, else is going to have to do the plug song. I got it. I've wanted to do it for a long time because I think he kind of phones it in. Here I go. Plugs, 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 plugs. Yeah, I started growy, but you got grimy towards the end of it. Yeah, I like to get grimy. Yeah, I'd like um, to hold the plug mirror up and have you gaze into it. What do you got coming up, Ben Roy? Well, actually, this is airing on Tuesday, the 21st, uh, Wednesday, the 22nd of March. Uh, that is tomorrow. If you're listening live, I will be headlining Comedy Works downtown. And that's the jewel. Uh, that's the jewel of the empire. That is. That's the crown jewel. That is the ruby in the crown. It's the uh, ruby so- in the Tuesday. <laughs> If you can, get your tickets now uh, by going to ComedyWorks.com, or as always, you can click the link down below in the show notes. Adam, what do you got? Do you got anything going on? I got a Comedy Works date a ways down the pipeline. It's not as urgent as yours, but May 10th. I'm already starting to push it. May 10th, if you want to come to my show, Comedy Works. Also, the the Ruby Tuesday version. (laughs) Uh, That's on May 10th. I got a ton of shows in April. I'm not excited about them. I only mm-hmm. plug shows on here that I'm fired up mm-hmm. about. So May 10th at mm-hmm. Comedy Works, and I just added a date in New York City, June 8th, but you'll see that down the road. Also, what I'm really pumped about, uh, and I'm horny about pumping this oh. show every time. I love to pump it up. Let me adjust positions in my seat. Live show. Our Grolix live show, uh, the last Saturday of this month at the Bug Theater, world famous now. It's a UNESCO site. Mm-hmm. People it's are stealing. People are chipping out the mortar between the bricks and taking it home to have a memento of the bug. It's so famous. Yeah, it goes the the chunk of the Berlin Wall mm-hmm. and their little piece of spackle from the, uh, bug. From the bug Theater. Uh, March 25th, Saturday, March 25th. Get your tickets now. They're going very quickly. This is going to sell out soon. And headlining, we're, it's his make-a-wish. We're letting little Chris Charpentier return to the city of Denver. 
because he's dying of horniness. Hey, Ben, uh, you just you go to the I'm same sorry. well again and again and again, and it's like it is. Well, funny. the water is so clear. Yeah, you know okay. what I mean. I and just, I see it, and it comes up so light in the buckets. And so I can't. The water help it. comes up so light in the buckets. People say, "How do you describe Ben?" I say he's light in the buckets. He's a little light in the light buckets. In the bu- <laughs> little light in the buckets, but you know he tries so hard. Well, anyway, all those shows, you all, uh, as as usual, you can get uh, the links to get tickets for all those shows are down below in the show notes. Adam? I want to encourage people to leave a review, but we don't have the time. But I want to say people have been reviewing this pod, and we so appreciate it. Please give us five stars only. We do not read anything but five-star reviews <laughs> on this pod. And if you don't already, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Discord, Watch us yelling things on a bus at Grolix Comedy. We are on all those platforms, and we'd love to see you on any of them. People are always saying, they come up to me, they says, Ben, how's the, how can I support you all? How can I be a part of it? How can I get stock? And you, the first Grolix, thing you do Global is you Board. take a hug from them. You go just yeah, like this, pal, just like this. That's it, and that's it. And then second, I says, give me your wallet. Mm-hmm. I says, I ch- and you know what I do? I what? chuck that wallet out. I says, that's not modern. We don't use wallets anymore. You want to support us? You go to patreon.com forward slash Grolic Saves. First of all, we have a ton of followers. We want to say thank you so much to all those people who have been following us. We love you so much. You're the heart and soul of this podcast. The rest of the people, pure dog shit. Pure dog shit. Pure dog shit. Uh, But uh, we have so much... Up there already, ad-free episodes. Uh, There's a welcome video if you come in at the Ben level. Uh, There's exclusive merch. Also, our our pod within a pod, boy crazy. Uh, And we have a new- Just just awarded a MacArthur Genius Grant. Yes, it is. And uh, we have a new, I'm going to talk out the side of my mouth, a special boy crazy with Kyle Kinane. That's going to be coming in a few weeks. We got him? Yeah, we got him. We we lassoed him in. That's a get. And so check that out, patreon.com forward slash Grolic Saves. And if you can't join Patreon right now, you can still- no, Adam, that's oh, not what I, sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry. I was going to say you can still support us by telling a friend about this podcast. That's the best thing you can do for us. Uh, we love you. But if you come in at the Ben level, for folks at the Ben level, we do birthday shout outs. And boy, do we have quite a few of them for this month. And I'm mm. excited. This is a crew. This is one of the best lots of birthdays I've seen. A lot of good fucking happened sometime in May of the year prior. So I'm pretty excited about this. Yeah, one. these March babies, their parents, I think they were getting it on in May, June. They were feeling summer vibes. A lot of tank tops, a lot of kind of airy skirts. And just kind of they strip the sheets immediately because because you left them a bit sweaty, you know, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> that's it. That's it. Uh, but anyway, summer vacation fucking Memorial Day boning. That's what we're getting at. Uh, All right. What we like to do is we like to kind of just sort of talk about these these birthday shout outs. And uh, Ben, you said before we were on Mike. And I'll tell you what, the good stuff happens off mic, doesn't it? Yeah, ben? it does. It does. It does. There's a lot it, of good stuff that happens. That's where we chip mic. away. Uh, we get a lot of the barnacles off the hull of the SS Grawlix, if you know what I'm talking but about. But you said we should just assign these birthday people's favorite poets, favorite lyricists of all time. Just, the first, just we'll tell them who they love. And if they're not listening to them now, they should be listening to them more because they're right up their fucking alley. Axe, hey, that's a great one. Adam, do you want to start? 
I would love to give you the first one because you're such a you're such a writer. Please do. Um, I'm gonna say uh, the first one, Low Pan. L-O-P-A-N. This is easy. This is so easy. It's Aaron Lewis of Stain. <laughs> okay. It's been a while since uh, yes. Lopan had a birthday. <laughs> and myself and Aaron Lewis would like to say happy birthday to you. Just dig into the catalog, Lopan. Spend the whole year celebrating the poetry of Aaron Lewis. and just Oh, and I tell you what, I feel like this guy is connecting to himself even more. So good choice, because Aaron's really stepped out as a progressive mind. In Let the me world throw it right back now. at you, Ben. I, who do you think T.C. Libby is a fan of? Well, that's easy. I mean, these are just right on the tip of it, because we know our fans so well. Uh-huh. Chester Bennington, uh, oh. R.I.P., uh, from yes. Lincoln Park. Guy could not get enough. And a lot of people thought TC was more of the rap guy thing, but he's not. He's a sensitive, melodic. Crawling in my skin. These wounds, they will not heal. Happy so, birthday, TC. And it be is real. That's good. TC yep. Libby, I want you to go ahead. I want you to listen to their entire back catalog. Um, Will Hancock for oh you and God. we know Will. Will. You know Will. Will. Happy birthday to Will. He's a friend. He's helps us out in so many ways. He runs great shows in Pittsburgh. Let's each give him one. Yeah, go ahead. You go. Well, Will is just a weird, he's a non-traditionalist. So what he does is he prints out the transcripts of the weather report from Nine News's Marty Coniglio. And he just okay. reads them over and over. In, in a, a free so- verse style? Yeah, kind but of- he's rocking back and forth. It's kind of like a chant he's doing with old weather reports from Marty Coniglio. And that's his favorite poet slash lyricist. But it's one he's kind of invented because that's not what Marty's even going for. What do you got for Will? Well, LL Cool J. Oh. And he's confided in me that LL Cool J, that's why he wear, Will wears that big rope around, that gold rope. And and so uh, <laughs> please celebrate both Marty Coniglio and then uh, also LL Cool J on your special day, our little baby boy, Will. I happen to know this next birthday is a new patron, Ben. Brand new patron oh. getting a birthday shout out. Uh, can I give it to you, Ben? Can I serve it up? I would love if you did. This is Elias Wakeman. Welcome to the pod, Elias. Sun Tzu. Oh. Yes, a big Sun Tzu fan. Yeah. Reads a couple pages from The Art of War every morning. And ben, would you like to share with us some of Sun Tzu's wisdom? <laughs> <laughs> Sun Tzu says. What are you laughing about, Ron? Do you think I don't know Sun Tzu? Okay, I do. The. It's arrow, mm-hmm. long held, long drawn yep. is the arrow of revenge. And that's just some of Sun Tzu's wisdom that then <laughs> is, is ready and, to offer at the drop of a hat. And, uh, and I would think that Elias uh, Wakeman's probably better to ask because he, he's got the pocket version that he keeps on the tank of the toilet. So whenever he's dropping a dookie, he gets into sure. it. Some and, shitter Sue. Yeah. <laughs> That was so dumb. Don't ever do that again. Uh, Adam, yeah. another new Patreon subscriber. I'm going to give you this one, and I want you to just just right off the top. First thing, when I say this word association, what do you think of when I say, hey, it's Danny Pfeiffer's birthday? Oh, uh, what 100% you, uh, 702. Where my girl's at? Front to back. <laughs> See, I don't need that. Da, yes. Da, da, now where my girl's at? He's just 702. Loves them, whatever happened to him. That was a banger. 
why does why does TLC get us get to live so long when when we're like what is seven oh two up doing and and Danny yes. asks those type of questions where's my, where are my girls at yeah <laughs> I like that Danny I tell you where girls are at right here on this podcast we're waiting for you uh, we love you uh, Adam hit me with the next one I can't read it can you next one I don't know the pronunciation but it's James Fico James Fico regardless big HBD oh big HBD to James I think it's Fico Fico oh is it, this one is me it's you bud Tony Braxton you just going off of my fucking one before which was like 90s women artists I'm not I'm not there's just a. that's what a lot of our fans are into you know you may Making me you know, the can't get enough repeatedly watches when he's on DMT repeatedly watches that video with the elevators and Tony Braxton okay. and that. I just feel like suit. I influenced yours is all I'm Fine. saying. Do you want me to change it up? Yes. Do you want me to change it up? It's Aaliyah. That's his number two. <laughs> well, thank, and I'm you changing. see, that's more original and that's what I'm asking for. Yeah, that's and I think it's Aaliyah. Um, Let me see you go back, back. Fourth and fourth, that one. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, so congratulations, James. Celebrate both their catalogs because I know you deeper than anyone else does. <sighs> Why don't we each do this last one? Because they both, I believe, been to shows of ours when we were in Pennsylvania. This is uh, gifted by his wife, Erica. It is Corey Elbin's birthday, Adam. Happy birthday, Corey. Erica reached out to me. She gifted him this for his birthday. Be like Erica. Yep. Corey, this rules. Happy birthday. Welcome to the Patreon. And I know Corey's kind of a man without a home because he loves barbershop quartets and the art is dying. Yeah. And so Corey, he he wanders around the U.S. following barbershop quartets, just trying to listen and appreciate because Corey is a, a fan first and foremost. And these barbershop quartets, A, there's not a lot of money. They're not getting booked a lot. B, the infighting. How do you keep four to five members happy? But Corey does celebrate the art for him more than any. And so he loves barbershop quartets. So I, And I know that. So it's barbershop quartets, number one, but a very close second. And when he and I had talked, mm -hmm. a very close second, barbershop quartet. And then I says, who's your number two? Who can't you live with? Who do you crack the book? He says, Ricky Henderson. And I says, that's an interesting choice. The, the poetry Ricky of Ricky Henderson. Yes, the poetry of Ricky Henderson. Oh, you, know what, there is, you know what his wife Erica just told me? Uh, she just messaged what? me right now. She said he loves Alex Jones's poetry. Oh, so top three barbershop quartet. Just general, the art form uh, of barbershop quartet, the poetry the of it. The king of stolen bases of baseball, Ricky Henderson. And then Alex Jones. And, like, And then Alex yeah, Jones, the top the three poets. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, happy birthday, uh, Corey. Uh, celebrate all of those. Crack a couple books. Uh, and maybe steal a bag, a couple bags for us as well. Uh, happy birthday, you March babies. We're glad you're here on this planet. We're glad your parents set to fucking on Memorial Day. And thanks to everyone who supports us. Get your own birthday shout out by signing up at the Ben level, patreon.com forward slash Grolix saves as always. It's down in the show notes. Click it, click it. As always, a huge thanks to our producer, Grolix poet laureate, Ron Doyle. And congrats. He's doing a fantastic job. 
Congrats on the yeah, gag, Ron. Doing you a fantastic job. Fairly beat you out really everybody to be poet laureate. It, it, when you skim the chaff off the top of this stuff, you're getting rid of a lot of that unnecessary crap on the top. We're really cutting down to the best, the best words. Big thanks to Mike Henderson for your help recording at the live show. We like to think of you as a living, breathing poem. We just appreciate you, Mike. Yeah, six stanzas of life. That's what we always say when we see uh, our our theme music, as always, is brought to you by the lilting Charlie Continental. Uh, Every morning, if I get up pretty early and the sun's rising and I hear the first Charlie Continental on the telephone wire outside. <laughs> yeah. I know it's going to be a good day. <laughs> uh, Adam, uh, you know this next challenge. You've said you have an idea of what this next challenge is. What is next episode's challenge? Yeah, I mean, I'll, uh, I think I'll, is- I'll just won't give the whole thing away, but I, I, I'm tired of hearing the right argue about my pronouns or kiss and my ass. They're just the stupidest assholes. <laughs> and we're going to take a look at that and tra- maybe try to um, speak more carefully. Think more about what we say as we say it. And that is what we're going to try to do next week on The Challenge. I love it. I love it. Uh, Andrew, everybody, save Farabelle, save Andrew. He's hanging Everybody's on by a thread, for it. everyone. He really is. So, I mean. I'm not going over there. I'm not going to call. No. I refuse to call. You reach out. You're the one dying. <laughs> You're the you one dying. Out. You probably need to apologize to us for some stuff, Andrew. We got yeah, years. Ma- to make amends. Make amends, you know? Andrew. Make amends. Yeah. Uh, until then, you want to say Play it? Play us out, Charlie! I got beat you too. You sure son of a bitch. Bitch.